You're listening to Kiama Community Radio. Kiama LGA Matters, where we discuss the current issues that you want to know about happening in your local government area. There's currently an application before Kiama Municipal Council to rezone a parcel of land in South Kiama that runs along the freeway between Saddleback Mountain Road in the north and Weir Street in the south from rural to residential land. The application is for rezoning only, not for the actual subdivision, which would be another step further down the line. The application was discussed at last night's Kiama Central Precinct meeting, where Ed Patterson from Kiama Council was invited to answer questions on the application. There were lots of interested people there, and many questions and comments from the floor which were hard to record, so I've just included the relevant information resulting from those questions. In South Kiama. So this is also um, probably one of the the biggest ticket items that we'll decide on around here for quite a number of years. The meeting was chaired by the president of the Kiama Central Precinct, Mark Greaves. Just so that we can put a little bit of context around it, Saddleback Mountain Road is the northern perimeter of, of this large block of land and Weir Street, right down to the south, is the southernmost part of that block of land. It's um, bounded on the east by the freeway. Uh, it's 40 hectares in size, um, 100 acres in the old money, and we're eight days into a 28-day community consultation period to make a submission to council as to what we think. Everything is available to you on the website. If you go to the council website, it comes up with a tab called Your Say. And if you click on that, it will take you through to everything to do with the planning proposal at South Kiama. There's 30-ish reports, which are all to do with the planning proposal itself and all the council minutes. It gives you all the background. I won't go through the whole process now, but... In a nutshell, what we're looking at, and we need to get submissions to the council, and we will put a detailed one in from Central Precinct, is what is this town going to look like with potentially 450 lots to to put residences on? Those lots will vary in size that will allow one dwelling. Some of those lots will allow two dwellings, and some lots will allow townhouses. Upwards of potentially 650 residences on that site. So what what I'd like to do is the executive committee of Central Precinct will be workshopping this over the next fortnight to try and get something from it so that we can advise council staff and councillors as to what what we think and I'm taking open nominations from people who would like to participate in that workshopping. You don't have to be an expert, you just have to have a measured opinion. Probably the, the, the main issue up there is traffic flow, and there is no new ingress or egress planned onto the freeway. So for anyone that lives in that estate, they'll need to come off either Weir Street, come out at Weir Street, or come out down Saddleback Mountain Road to then link up with South Coma Drive, 
Manning Street, those sort of issues. I would imagine that most of those people will want to travel north. Very few people will want to travel south, I think, on a, on a normal day-to-day -day basis. So the traffic study estimates, based on the number of residences, that there'll be 525 traffic movements, vehicle movements, in the peak hour in the morning alone. Most of those will come down Saddleback Mountain Road, past the high school, left onto the roundabout at Addo's Garage, down Manning Street, either going into town, that might be the traffic movement, or if you're going to try and get to the, to the freeway, you'll need to turn left onto Farmer Street, left onto Shoalhaven Street, right onto Bland Street, up the hill, underneath the freeway, again, and then pick up the northern entrance to the, to the freeway. That's going to happen every single day. Question about stormwater and flooding? All of that. There's, there's, there's lots of those sort of issues. There's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a flood report there. There's a sewage report from, uh, from Sydney Water. You need to have a look through these. There is a report there from the Biodiversity and Conservation section of Department of, of Primary Industry. Uh, which says that the planning pr proposal is inconsistent with the objectives of flood-prone land. Okay, so all of those issues are there. What we need to do is to capture those issues and we will write a detailed submission from Central Precinct, but I want every one of you, if possible, to write a submission. You don't need to write pages. This is not like back at school. Um, you just need to, to put something in writing to your council to say, I'm concerned about this, or this and this. This has gone through Gateway, it's gone through the Department of Planning. It will need to go back there. We need a strong case, if in fact council decides that way. We need a strong case to take back to the de uh, Department of Planning, to the Minister's office, Rob Stokes' office, to say, we don't want this, or we need further investigation. Well, we do need another entrance onto the, onto the freeway going north. All of these things are important. There's issues about education, about schools, provisions, provisions of schools, all of that sort of thing. Yeah, I'll continue that. Uh, that's fine. Everybody's, everybody has a right to their opinion. So council received a planning proposal from a private proponent, which is not uncommon, to rezone land. The report went to council which is the process. The elected council at the time said, we do not support this proposal to proceed at this time and raise particularly concerns with traffic, specifically Addo's roundabout. The process there, after following that, is that the applicant proponent took the matter to the state government under an appeals mechanism, basically. Um, and the regional planning panel is the body that review those decisions and came to the decision that the site had strategic and site-specific merit and recommended a gateway determination. Then it goes to the Department of Planning who have issued the gateway determination and in doing so asked the council, would you like to be the planning authority? What that means is we carry out the exhibition period, we collate all the documents, we consult with the state government agencies. That's what we have done up to this point in time, so I should stress we have accepted that role, 
but to this point in time we have had made no decision, recommendation, opinion about the proposal. We are just running the process through. So where we're at now is we're seeking the community's comment. We've got the state agency's comments and they're available on our website for you to see. We will then collate all of that, report it to the elected council. They will make a recommendation. And as Mark said, because we are just the planning authority, we don't have the delegation of the minister to make the plan. It has to go back to the minister's office to make the final decision. But obviously he will be influenced by the recommendation of council on behalf of the community. So that's where we're at at the moment. Kiama Community Radio. For the community, by the community. Um, I think just, just one other thing that, that we should notice, in all the reports in the, in the planning proposal, it actually highlights most of the Illawarra-Shoalhaven regional plan from the 20-year plan between 2016 to 2036. It also references the Kiama Urban Study, which has now been superseded by the Kiama Local Strategic Planning Statement. So there has been a lot change in those planning documents, both at our local level and also the Illawarra-Shoalhaven Regional Plan. The current regional plan is in draft form and will be released in the next month or so. In that current draft regional plan, which will become the new 20-year vision for the four LGAs that make up the Illawarra-Shoalhaven region, that is Wollongong, Shell Harbour, Kiama and Shoalhaven. Uh, Objective 18 is to provide housing supply in the right locations. 58,000 new houses are required through to 2041 in that region. Wollongong, Shell Harbour and Shoalhaven have a sufficient supply of housing identified to meet demand to 2041. Kiama is only likely to play a supporting role in regional housing supply and has a limited supply of new greenfield areas. Kiama Municipal Council has committed to developing a local housing strategy and the New South Wales Government will work collaboratively with Kiama Municipal Council so it can respond to changing housing needs in line with the community's vision. When developing local housing strategies, councils would need to create urban growth boundaries to clearly identify where urban growth is acceptable and where it should be avoided. In the case of Kiama, the community has expressed a desire to meet the demands for new housing by increasing the supply available in existing areas and through the development of Bombo Quarry rather than providing opportunities for housing expansion in other non-urban areas. Ed, where are we up to with the creation of a local housing strategy? So, as Mark mentioned, when adopting the Kiama Local Strategic Planning Statement in June last year, Council had a range of actions within it. Most of them had a two, four and beyond time frame. The adoption of a local housing strategy had a very unique time frame put on it because of the importance that the community and council place on it. It is scheduled for adoption at the end of the 21-22 financial year. So we're at the end of April now, we're looking at about 14 months where it must be adopted. 
So the process is we have to do an analysis and all sorts of housing demography and growth and identify areas. And what a housing strategy will do in a nutshell is answer one question first, is more housing needed? If the answer is yes, the next question that it must answer is where and in what fashion? So it's a a relatively simple document in that sense. That's all it's doing. So we've got to answer the question first, looking at population trends that the state government issue, as well as our current approval rates and occupancy rates, and I know it's been raised by this committee as well, STRAR occupancy rates and everything that goes along that to come up with the answer of do we need more housing. So we're not there yet, but we're working towards it. And there is certainly a huge amount of community input that is required in that. So I think I've said this a number of times to this committee and other community groups, you will be sick of the sight of me over the next few years. I'll just keep coming back. My, my question, Ed, is that if we are required in collaboration with the state government to create a local housing strategy to find out what housing we need and where it's going to be located, shouldn't we defer a, a decision on South Kiama until we've created the urban strategy? I think that's a fantastic point to put in your submission. <laughs> right. Question. Question from the floor. Is it all or nothing for this application or is there a chance to take a middle line? The, the quick answer to that is yes. So the, the proposal that was submitted to Council originally had the whole site as sort of one uniform pink low-density residential zone. With issues that have been raised by numerous state government agencies, what you will see now is a very different-looking plan. There is an increase in environmental zones on there because of the flooding and draining issues that flow down to East Beach, some RE1 um, public recreation land around more drainage, and some of those higher, more visible sites have been zoned a large lot residential with a bigger block. So it's not beyond scope to suggest that things can change. Post-exhibition period, we can always have conversations and make recommendations back to the Minister's office. Question about the fact that the 28-day public consultation period is too short. Well, I suppose there's two points to that. Um, Our community participation plan, which has been on exhibition a couple of times, stipulates 28 days. So I encourage you, if you think it's too short, the next time we go around, we'll look at changing it. But for this matter right now, if you're coming... And we say it with DAs and stuff as well, it's 14 days. If you're coming to the last day and you think, I'm not going to get it to Ed... I need to go to bed, I've got better things to do. You can always ring me, you can always email me, you can always say, can I get it in next week? That's not a problem. The the thing that I would point to, you know, let you know, that when issuing a gateway determination, the state government put a time frame on it. For this one, they have put 18 months. The gateway was issued December 2019, so so that period runs out in June. So we can only stretch it, I suppose, so far... Um, but we're always looking to engage with the community as much as possible and and any comments that we receive. I think we have started to see a couple of trickle of um, submissions come in. I think I've said it with other planning proposals. Please, if you have any questions or comments or you're confused or you can't find things, ring me. You would be surprised at how few people actually do. But I am a relatively approachable person and will help you out. That is my job. 
Look, I suppose just quickly to talk about the traffic points, and I know that the community are probably very interested about on and off ramps. That is unfortunately a decision of Transport for New South Wales. We, we're not the roads authority for the highway. On ramps is, is up to them as well. So it's something that I know negotiations were happening, and I think if you'll have a look through the documents provided by RMS at the time, they've said no on or off ramps required. Question about dwelling numbers and lot numbers. Can, can we just clarify something there? What they are seeking, what the proponent is seeking right now is a rezoning of the land yeah. to R2, which is the standard residential low-medium low density across the LGA. The next stage that would occur, they would need to put a development application in for a subdivision. That's when there's a whole lot more consultation with staff and councillors and engagement with the community as to what that subdivision would look like. You can put any number you like on those dwellings. It's probably going to be wrong because it will all be about what that, what that policy planning process is on that, on that new estate. Question about whether or not approving this application will open the floodgates to other developers and other parcels of rural land. Sure. So the policy position that we have at the moment is the local strategic planning statement. It contains within it the urban expansion maps that came out of the Kaima Urban Strategy. That is our policy position now. If we receive and we have applications that are outside of that, the recommendation from staff is not supported. The resolution of council has been not supported. This one, this site here, is in the urban strategy, LSPS, sorry, and was in the urban strategy previously. It was uniquely written up in the urban strategy to say, if required. Yeah. So it's, it's policy position of council, which is the LSPS, and above that the regional plan, and then it's dealing with the site-specific merits, and that's where we're talking about the impacts, the flooding, the traffic, the biodiversity, the bushfire, the heritage, everything else that you'll see those other 20 reports that are all under themes. You'll start seeing what's going on there. <laughs> OK, we, we, we might just finish that. You know, I think we could go on forever, but we might just finish it there, but it certainly won't be the last opportunity that you have to contribute to this discussion. So in, in summary, if, if, if you'd like to be involved in a working party that, that we'll, we'll be getting together over the next couple of weeks to try to put a good detailed submission together from Central Precinct, let me know. But I would also ask you all to put in your own submission. Whatever you want to put in, it's important to have your say because you don't have the right in the future to say, I didn't think it was going to look like that. So you need to have your say now. Either way, supportive of it or against it or modify it or whatever, but have your say. So, just to reiterate, submissions are due by 4pm May 17th. If you would like to be part of the team putting together a formal response from the Kaima Central Precinct, please email Mark Greaves on kcpsecretariat0 at gmail.com. That's kcpsecretariat0 at gmail.com. Ed Patterson can be contacted on Council's general number, which is 42320444. And as you heard, he's very happy to hear from you if he can be of any assistance. My name is Madeleine, and join us next time because 
Kayama LGA Matters. You've been listening to Kayama Community Radio. The views, information or opinions expressed during this segment are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Kayama Community Radio.